podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hello, Dolphin fans. Yes, that's right. We're back with yet another season of previews and reviews of your Miami Dolphins. Each week, we will discuss the upcoming game, analyzing the opponent, and then follow every game with a review show with all the highs and lows of the game. This season looks to be one of the most exciting seasons we have had in a good while, and we are really, truly excited to be there every step of the way. So please look for us and follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Please feel free to leave comments after each show, as we truly appreciate any feedback. Now let's kick off this week's show. And it's another Fin Fans podcast on Victory Monday. How are you, Lewis? <laughs> Victory Monday. Victory uh, yes. Monday. Yeah, fin Fans. <laughs> Say that quick six, seven times. See how that comes out. Fin Fan, Fin Fan, Fin Fan. The, um, yeah, uh, another Victory Monday against the Patsies. Love it. They're now two and six. My God, could you imagine if Buffalo would have beat them last week that they'd be looking at one and seven? I mean, you know, that's, that's crazy. But two and six is good, right? You know. <laughs> it's good for us. <laughs> we're done with them for the season. Sweep. Take the broom out. Sweep them out the door. Bye-bye, Patsies. We see you next year. So it's always fun when you sweep a division team. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Especially when it's only eight games into the season and we're done with them. No trips to New England in November, nor December, nor January, because I think exactly. we've actually been up there in January as well. Uh, late, you know, sometimes I think the season goes into January. But anyway, yes, um, got to love it. You know, another two touchdown victory, 31-17. And uh, I'll tell you, Mike, you know, as you watch them play, you know, we'll talk about the individual stuff um, in a minute, but as you watch them play as a team on both sides of the football, you know, I keep saying this week in and week out, and they still are not where they could be, in my yeah, the, opinion. The offense wasn't firing on all cylinders. Yeah. You've got missing pieces, and that has an effect on it. Sure, it does. But, you know, Tua seemed a little off yesterday. I know me and you talked a little bit about it before we got on, and, and you actually made. Made that comment, and I no, agree. Put it on me, huh? Well, no, I'm. I was just going <laughs> to say that I I agree with you. He was a little bit off, you know. He was spotty there. off. There were some passes that were magnificent, like the uh, long throw to Hill in the end zone that he awesome. just gave plenty of air, and it was a beautiful pass. And there were other throws that he made that were exceptional. But I thought, by and large, he was spotty. He was spotty. Uh, Thirty of forty-five. His completion percentage is usually a little bit better than that. He completed two-thirds of his passes yesterday, which is not a bad number. I mean, you look around the NFL, you know, maybe we're getting a little bit spoiled, but he was off a little bit here and there, but then he turned around and made some good throws otherwise. Um, You know, getting back to, you know, that touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill, Mike, I mean, I'm telling you, I mean, I I sound like a broken record, but I swear it's been four weeks in a row where they've hit on long passes, yep. right? Yeah. And, you know, I can't emphasize this enough. I mean, everybody that listens to the show needs to go back, put their thinking caps on, and think about 
all the issues that they had on these long throws last year. The timing was constantly, constantly off to where there were balls underthrown. Yeah, this, no, there were a lot of underthrows, but you're not seeing that this year as much. Not at all. I mean, not at all. The majority of the throws are spot on. And, and I'm telling you that whoever is responsible for it in the offseason, I mean, if me as a fan can recognize that, and say that the guy's got to just get the ball and get rid of it a half second or a second earlier to get that timing right. Somebody worked with them in the offseason. I'll tell you what, they've got it down. Because Tua's getting the ball, Mike, and he's not winding up. He's just getting the ball and just putting air under it and saying, you know what, Tyreek, do the rest. And it's there. You cannot cover him. You just can't cover him down the field. I mean, he split those two defenders like they were nothing. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know, and he, Mikey was open by five, eight yards, whatever the case may be. And all two has got to do is just lay it out there for him. And the timing's been absolutely perfect. So, you know, as you look at Tua, you know, the quarterback and the improvements that he has made, it's definitely on those long balls down the field, 110%. If there's one thing, I mean, and you know, I don't know, maybe you, you're seeing something more, more than that. But I think that, you know, on top of everything else that Tua is doing well, that is by far the biggest, biggest improvement in my eyes. Uh, do you see anything um, well, bigger than that? Well, you know, that? His, his ball handling has been excellent. But yesterday... Uh, he handed off to Mostert, right? And he hit him in the bottom of the shoulder pads, and that ball should have been lower, right? Uh, you know, because the shoulder pads going to knock that ball out more times than not. He's got to get, he's got to get it, you know, a stomach level, right? But yep. uh, aside from that, he's he's been ball handling exceptionally well. And there's a lot. I mean, there's a you know, he <laughs> the the thing that. That he's doing well is, you know, right behind throwing the long ball is just executing the offense perfectly. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he's got a twist and turn, go this way, here comes a med, turns this way, here comes Mostart. Oh, wait a minute, we're not handing off to either one of these guys. We're throwing the ball in the flat to this guy or we're throwing 20 yards down the field of Waddle. I mean, it, it really— People don't appreciate how difficult that is. <laughs> it, they don't. I mean, you—listen, you have to have a knowledge of— that playbook. And that's another major, major improvement in regard to him, to where he's mastered this game plan. You've got to marry your footwork yes, to yep. what's going on. So your timing has to be perfect. Yep. All the way you, across the board. Yep. Then you have the fake handoffs and whatever else you're doing on that particular play. But uh, that's it. If I had to put it to one thing, I would say his footwork is much improved over last year. Yep. I agree. I agree. He's setting up well. You don't see him just making foolish passes off balance, you know, trying to force things. You know, they're getting rid of the ball quick. And I think pass blocking wise, the offensive line has been above average. A little rough yesterday, you know. Yeah. But we we had guys out. Oh, my God. Yeah. And we lost two more guys over the course of the game. I mean, Mike, I, I'm not so sure that, that they had more than one sack yesterday. I mean, so that, you know, when you, when you look at that as a whole, right, maybe they had two. Maybe they had two. I know one, on one, you know, he had Hill in the flat and he looked at him and didn't throw it to him. And then he had to just, you know, he just bailed because the guy was right on top. 
I think they may have had two sacks yesterday. And that says a lot when you consider the offensive line that was playing for the majority of that game yesterday. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, he threw for 324 yards. Again, three touchdowns, one interception. I mean, listen, he's putting up great numbers every single week. And, you know, you just can't, he's executing the offense perfectly. So, for the, or for the most part, I shouldn't say perfectly, but he's executing very well. Uh-huh. You know, it shows, you know, their offense is, is scoring points. You know, again, Mike, the defense, you know, how many turnovers yesterday did we have? We had the Ramsey interception. Yeah. And that, that was the extent of it. Uh, I believe so. I don't think we had any fumble recoveries yesterday, just the one interception. You know, it's just interesting to me that, um, you know, the, the turnovers just aren't coming for this, for this football team. Um, they did have three sacks yesterday, which is, you know, not a great number either, but Mac Jones seems to get rid of the football pretty quickly, which, you know, yep. which doesn't allow them to get to him. They put enough pressure on him, I felt, to, uh, you know, to, to uh, bother his passing game, you know, and um, quicken it, so to speak. Yep. So what else you got, Mike? Uh, I rambled on there for a bit all over the place. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Well, you know, obviously the game. Um, you know, we, we went into that game, you know, expecting to beat the Patriots, you know, honestly. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I, I thought they got the job done, but they did start a little slowly, you know. Right. I, I didn't feel like uh, they were on their game early. Uh, but, you know, they ended the first quarter tied at seven. So you got to be happy with that. And, and from there on, you know, uh, they scored what, uh, 24 points mm-hmm. after the first quarter? After the first quarter. Yep. They were right. tied at seven after the first quarter. Yep. At halftime, they were up 17 7. Yep. And, yeah. uh, you know, that 17 points is what the Patriots ended up with. So they ended up with uh, 10 more points during the course of the game while we scored 24. So, you know, uh, I-, I thought Miami controlled the game, is what I'm getting at. Um, they really did. Uh, but again, I thought that the start was slow. I didn't feel like they were quite in sync. And maybe that's because Tua was off a little bit. You know, it's hard to pinpoint the reason. Maybe it was all the shuffling on the offensive line, you know. Uh, he may not have been comfortable, but whatever the reason, you know, they, they, uh, they're they going to have to play better next week in Germany. Yeah. I mean, without a question of a doubt. I mean, it, you know, as we get into the second half of the season, Mike, and we start getting guys back. You know, I think that'll contribute to them playing better football on both sides. You know, we're going to get guys back. I mean, A-Chan will be back after the um, the bye week. He's missing just the game yep. next week. And Armstead, Armstead should be back next week. Armstead, they're talking about being back. Connor Williams, X-Man, Holland. I mean, four really good starters that you're getting back there. So, yep. um, you know, and then, of course, like we said, A-Chan, um, after the break. So you're getting five really, really quality players for the second half of the season. You just got to hope that we didn't lose Hunt for any, you know, period of time. Um, you know, that's what you don't want to see. You don't want to see more injuries. And you mentioned that, you know, to where, yeah, we got to just stay healthy. Otherwise, as these guys come back. So, you know, listen, it's part of the game. You know, the Vikings lost Kirk Cousins for the season. I mean, it, it's happening all over the NFL. We've had our fair share, you know, a lot of really, really good players going down. 
um, at inopportune times, you know, over the course of this first half of the season. And we're looking at six and two. We got to give credit to the coaching staff for getting these backups ready to play at, at a professional level. Yep. For, absolutely. Absolutely. So the game, you know, the game next week, Mike, against Kansas City, we should be a lot healthier for, which will contribute to us playing better football. Cross your fingers. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it, it'll definitely have an effect. I mean, if we get Armstead and, and Connor Williams back, Mike, I mean, that's a big plus across the offensive line, which is an absolute necessity because Kansas City's defense is pretty good. Yes. You know, Denver made them look silly yesterday, though. I will say that. Um, they, they did a lot of things against that football team. Division game. I don't, I kind of throw division games out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do. Not everybody does, but. My opinion is, you know, division games are usually tight. Tight, but not, you know, two touchdown losses. I mean, I think the final score is what, 24 to 9? I mean, it, yeah. they, they, got, they, had, they didn't have a touchdown yesterday at Kansas City. This is a defense that we put 70 points up on, Mike. So, yeah. I mean, there, there's a big, big gap and a big contrast there in between two different games over the course of like a three-week period. Same personnel. And I'm not saying that, you know, that every game, every game is different, but I mean, it's, you know, that's a big gap there. So when you look at this game, you know, next week, and, you know, we'll talk more about it on Wednesday, you know, I think that the Dolphins are right there. And with these guys coming back healthy, if you get Holland and you get X-Man back in that secondary and Kansas City's offense has been somewhat struggling to begin with, you know, I think they're in for a world of trouble. You know, you go back to the game yesterday and the run defense has really stiffened up pretty well, right? I mean, you know, you didn't see much out of, uh, you know, New England's running attack. I mean, they did okay. No, Stevenson had 10 carries for 39 yards. You'll take yeah. that. Less than four yards of carry yep. and Zeke had seven for 36. He averaged yep. about five yards of carry. I mean, their averages were okay. But, you know, they, they both had decent runs. You know, Elliott had a 17-yard run. His other runs were, you know, for not, not an awful lot. Well, they didn't run for 100 yards between them. Right. And Mac Jones threw for 161 yards. Yep. In today's NFL, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, they gave up a little over 100 yards in each half. Yeah. I mean, and that's what you would expect them to do against an offense like, like – the Patriots, you know, the fact that they lost Bourne and, and Parker over the course of the game, not that they're big threats to begin with. You know, I think they're both, you know, pretty solid receivers, but nobody you have to worry about over the top. You know, I mean, they, they did an exceptional job defensively. I felt that they were being extremely physical and they were moving around, getting to the football. I mean, they were playing with a lot of... Uh, pep yesterday, so to speak, you know, on the energy. defensive side. A lot of energy. Absolutely. So that, that was, in, you know, that was encouraging, Mike. And going into next week's game, you know, you need that. You know, your defense has got to be at the top of its game going in the next week. And I think that this was a good tune-up. This could have been a trap game, right, even though it's a division game. Of course. You know, you're, you're thinking, man, we're going to Germany next week. We're playing yeah. the, you know, the, the world champion Chiefs. You know, it could have been a trap game. And, you know, you look at it. We played. We got off to a slow start. We kind of played so-so. And we still, 
wound up winning by two touchdowns. It says a lot. It really does. It says a lot about this football team and the potential that they have going forward in the second half of this season. All right. So uh, I'm looking over some of this, and uh, Durham Smythe uh, was in a walking boot Monday. McDaniel said it speaks to his toughness because he didn't say much during the game. Wow. Um, Talked about Hill facing his uh, former team. He said Ahmed and Wilson got the same amount of snaps against New England. McDaniel said that was more about Ahmed deserving opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else. Lamb, Long, and Sealer will be getting treatment during the week, but should be able to practice this week. They're all day-to-day. Uh, Javon Holland's doing well, but remains in the concussion protocol. Okay. He's excited about going to Germany, the coach says. All right. Armstead and Hunt. Armstead will begin practicing this week in Germany and hunt his day-to-day evaluation. Right. Yeah, Chris just sent me a text saying that Armstead's traveling to Germany. Yep. So it's it's pointing towards him coming back this Possibly, week. Possibly, yep. Which is great. Yep, day, absolutely. Day-to-day. <laughs> absolutely, yep. Let's hope he stays away from, uh, you know, from injury during the course of the week because, my goodness, this guy can't stay healthy even in practices. So, you know, we've, <laughs> we've got to hope that uh, – you know, that, that he's able to play. What a boost, especially, Mike, if Hunt can't play, because then you can possibly move Lamb to that guard position, right? Um, you know, you can move with the way he's played. I, I don't think, know if he can play guard. That's the thing. So we'd have to see if he has any guard experience. Yeah. Well, I think he'd be better than Lester Cotton in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't Tough know. Tough to say. I'm sure the coaches have an idea. Yeah, these offensive linemen, I mean, you know, you plug them in and just block the guy in front of you, get your job done, uh-huh. figure it out, and, you know, just let Tua drop back and do his thing. Just block the guy in front of you. That's yeah, all. It, That's all. But like if moving the guard, you got to deal with uh, bigger people. Yep, exactly. So, well, he's big. Yeah, I know he is, yeah. but that, that doesn't mean he can block big people. <laughs> yeah, well. You know, it's tough yeah. playing tackle and it's tough playing guard, and you got to have the skills for each. So, and then we can talk about center. That's another tough position to play. But uh, I thought the center play yesterday was pretty good, actually. Yeah. All, all in all, you know, I felt that the offensive line did a good job as far as pass blocking, you know, run blocking. We had some runs here and there, nothing over the top great. Um, you know, the running game was not quite there yesterday. That's two weeks in a row, kind of, where Mostert's, you know, had – around 40 or a little bit over 40 yards. I mean, his average wasn't horrible. You know, it was somewhere mm-hmm. around four, but it wasn't great. He had a long of 10, you know, of 10 yards. And, um, you know, that's, that's not an awful lot. Wilson had a long of 11. Uh, they're not getting those big chunk runs like they were when A-Chan and Mostert were just killing it week after week. But listen, you know, you get the win. You're going to get some offensive linemen back, as I said, and that's going to definitely have an effect on the running game as well. I mean, you know, maybe they'll run the ball a little bit more. They'll start incorporating a few more of those type of runs that they were doing early on because they look a little basic to me, right, Mike? You know, as far as they look like pitches left, pitch right, pitch left, pitch right, pitch left, pitch right. You're not really seeing a lot of jet sweeps or anything like that, you know? No, but I'm sure I'm sure they're saving some of that, you know. Yeah, I mean, possibly. We got a lot of tough games in front of us, so you know, 
That we do. That we do. The Jets, you know, you don't want to show your whole hand against um, these teams. You want to show the Jets some different things. But, um, you know, the receivers yesterday, Mike, you know, I know we talked about the running backs just now, the quarterback. I felt the receivers yesterday did a really good job. I mean, Tyreek, you know, you knew that um, Belichick was going to try and take him out of the game and he still burnt them for a long touchdown, 42 yards. And um, he still went over 100 yards yesterday with eight catches. And Waddle had seven for 121. So, uh, yeah, they uh, they did not stop our pass. At, you know, our they pass each had receivers. a touchdown, right? They each had a touchdown, exactly. I felt that the play call, Mike, to Waddle, the pass, you know, mm-hmm. I, me and you have conversations every single game when they have those jumbo packages in with in gold <laughs> and everybody's in tight formation. I said, Guys, throw out of that formation yep. because our offensive line is just not good enough to just line up and beat the other team's defensive line, especially the last couple of weeks against Philly and then, of course, against the Patriots yesterday. And what do they do? Lo and behold, they send that jumbo package in, Waddles. Out, out, right, wide. Uh, Hill goes in motion. They only had a two receivers, two receivers on the field. Yeah. And lo and behold, Waddle's wide open in the middle of the field for a touchdown. And How that, does that happen? <laughs> phenomenal, because the Patriots sold out, Mike. You know, yep. on that run, they, we've been doing it every single time we're in those formations. It's usually a run, and now it'll give teams to think, you know, something else to think about, and maybe that'll open up the run a little bit. So maybe a little bit more 50-50 balance out of those formations will help. Yesterday's play call will definitely help going forward. It throws another wrinkle into our offense, and it gives the defense something more to think about when they're playing us in those formations, which I absolutely Love. That was the backbreaker. All right. What we're going to do is we're going to take a step back for just a couple minutes and we'll be right back. Somebody wasn't very happy yesterday and that somebody was uh, the coach on the other side. Yeah, he was whining like the little, like the little baby <laughs> that he is. I mean, just whining, whining, whining. You know, he's got a short memory, Mike, because... How many times did Brady get the benefit of the doubt on pass interference calls or roughing the passer? I mean, they babied that guy to no end. Well, they weren't, they weren't babying them yesterday. Miami got a lot of calls. Some of them were bang-bang. You know, it was, it was fun to be on the other side of that because the week before against Philadelphia, it wasn't the case. So it was good to see Miami getting some calls for a change. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Belichick, the crying complaining to the refs. I mean, he was just nonstop. I mean, the play was done. Move on from it. My God, you're a grown man and you're just carrying on and carrying on and carrying on. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> team kind of went south thereafter. You know, it, we, we did get some calls that went our way, I felt, you know, but we had a lot go against us the week prior. All that stuff tends to even out, don't you think? I mean, in the end. I do. Um- you don't expect it to be so one-sided in a game, though, and that's the feeling that I got in Philadelphia. Yes, that's but, true. You know, and then yesterday you could argue that maybe they weren't quite fair to the Patriots, but you're never going to hear me say that because uh, 
We deserve some breaks, especially against that team, which uh, owned us for quite a while. Yep. Not only, I don't think they owe, they owe us for that reason, Mike. I think they, they were the benefactors of that being the team, you know, with Brady, with Belichick for years, and they got the benefit of the doubt over and over and over again Yep. in game situations, you know, as far as pass interference calls, as I mentioned, and roughing the passer on Brady. I mean, my God, you couldn't even touch that guy at one point. It was just such a joke. Um, yes, yes. So anyway, you know, uh, overall, you know, it was great to see Belichick whining. Oh, it was fun. It was and fun. And losing. Yep. And losing. There's a great I mean, picture that's going around with him yelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, good, 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 good stuff. You look at their schedule the rest of the way, right? Just a little bit off, um, off subject here. And you've got, they've got Washington, which will be a tough game because they played the Eagles very tough. Uh, they have the Colts, then they have the Giants. They have the Chargers, Steelers, Chiefs, Broncos, Bills, and Jets to end the season. So Two to three wins in that group. Possibly. I mean, yep. the Giants are playing at a very high level. I mean, they're, they've got to get Daniel Jones back and get their offense on track, and they'll be fine. Their defense is playing at a very high level. They didn't play bad against us. Right. You know, the Chargers, I think, you know, as they get healthier, are going to be a good football team. The Steelers, the same. Um, So, yeah, Denver, I think, is going to make a run here. They've just got too much talent on both sides of the football for playing the way they were actually playing at one point. So I'll tell you what, they're going to have a tough road ahead as far as getting W's simply because their offense is so challenged, Mike. I mean, they just do not have the firepower in any way, shape, or form. Their quarterback's average or even a little bit below average. And the rest of their, you know, their offensive playmakers are all average or below. So it was great to see, you know, two touchdown victory, Mostert walking into the end zone. How about that? I don't know what it was, that dance or whatever that they were doing after he scored the touchdown, that little strut. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> some of the dances that they're coming up with, Mike, the celebration dances are just over the top crazy, man. That one that Moster did where he was just, you know, shuffling, you know, his, uh-huh. his body down, you know, down the end zone. <laughs> I don't even I don't know. know about all that, you know. I, yeah, I don't know either. Some I'm a little of old school when it comes to that stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah it's, you know, it's, um, it's funny. You know, Wilkins is funny. Um, you it know, is funny. There's no it, doubt it's funny. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff to say the least. Um, and it's you know it's it's great to watch our guys doing it rather than us watching exactly. other teams yeah. doing all that nonsense. You know, we're I like scoring. to watch the opposing team kind of walk away from it. You know, yeah. <laughs> four, four more, four more offensive touchdowns, Mike. Yesterday, yeah. You think about that for a minute and how challenged we were to score points every single year up till these last, say, two years, right? This year, even more so than last year, because we had some horrible, horrible games offensively last year as well. But, I mean, we're, we're scoring, on average, four touchdowns a game, if not more. I mean, it's crazy. You know, you look at our point totals. And what's we, the difference? 
The difference is coaching. Um, you oh, know, like Daniel was the coach last year, right? The play calling. Well, yep. yeah, but the coaching's better, Mike. I mean, you know, I know incorporating the running year, game is the answer I'm looking for. What's that? Incorporating the running game is the answer I'm looking for. Yeah, because I, mean, I think that's the difference. I think they're giving more effort to running, and because of that, defenses are challenged to stop both the run game and the pass. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I mean, yesterday, Mike, you know, 45 passes. Yep. And 18 runs. Yep. Well, yesterday you know, might be a little, a little bit of exception. But uh, I think if you look overall, you'll find they're running more and they're running better this year than last year, I think. All right, guys, we're going to break for a few moments and uh, we'll be right back. Obviously, early in the season, yes, they were definitely – Mike, they're, they're number one in rushing, you know. Yep. And a lot of that had to do with some of the games they had, which sure. was – over the top, but they're number one in passing as well. And that's, yep. that's unheard of. You know, when you, look at, when you look at a team, they're usually pass happy or run happy, and they do one or the other exceptional. Well, we're, we're doing both exceptionally well. And, I mean, we're looking at Mostert the last two weeks with, you know, 40-something yards you know, averaging four or five yards a carry, even, you know, even through the, you know, that minuscule amount of yardage. And it's still not horrible. The thing is, is that they just choose, I think, on given weeks to pass the ball a lot more than they do run, even, even, even this year, Mike. But going back to, you know, our point totals, right? This, these are our point totals for the season. 36, 24 against New England the first time, 70, 20, 31, 42, 17, and 31 yesterday. Now, in the games that we lost where we scored 20 and 17 points, we, we made a lot of mistakes in those two football games. That We should have had more points. And even some of these high-scoring games, we should have had more points in. Point of the matter is, is that this team – from where we were two years ago to where we are now is, is just night and day. We were so challenged. I can't tell you how many times we would get on and do these podcasts and we would talk about how many three and outs we had over the course of a game. You just don't see that anymore. You just don't see it. That's it's right. non-existent. Yep. We may have one or maybe two at most over the course of a game up to this point in the season. I mean, just outstanding. I mean, I didn't feel they were particularly aggressive or sharp yesterday, and, and they still had, you know, almost 400 yards of offense. So, <laughs> yes. you know, you, you can't complain. You really can't. Exactly. Exactly. You can't complain. I mean, you know, what we're looking for is we're looking for the 70-point game where they were just on. You know, it was almost perfection. and That was perfection. It really was. And you're, you're really not going to get that. You want to get close to that, and you don't necessarily have to be close to that in regard to the point total. Uh, that's not necessary. No, I mean, the execution. Can, the execution, you know, the, the, um, the mistakes on the offensive side with the turnovers, because, again, we had two more yesterday, and we had one. We keep losing this turnover battle, and, you know – I can't stress this enough. You know, when you play the better teams, you can't do that. You know, the defense is going to have to create and the offense is going to have to eliminate. So, yeah, two is on a pace to have more interceptions than he had last year. 
by, right. by a decent amount. So he's got to get that under control. Right. I mean, you don't want to see one or two interceptions, you know, every week. And I think um, the last four weeks, I would say he's had a minimum of one. And again, Mike, you're throwing the ball up 45 times. It's sure. going to happen. Sure. You know, you look around the NFL. I mean, look at Mac Jones. He put the ball up 29 times and had a pick. He's not a good example. <laughs> He's not a good example, but, you know, he threw the ball 16 times less and had an interception. You go around the NFL, yep. you know, there's guys throwing interceptions. I believe Mahomes had, you know, a few yesterday. Happens uh, to the best of them. It happens to the best of them. So, you know, it it's there comes a point where the defense has got to catch up to what the offense is doing in regard to this turnover situation or it's going to bite us in the ass. You know, you can't have two or three turnovers next week against Kansas City and not get some on our end because, it, you know, it, it changes the balance of the football game. No question. No question about it, it does. So I'm looking at quarterback grades, right, in the, from uh, PFF, and Josh Allen leads the league at 90. Right. So right behind him is Tua at 88.7. Mm-hmm. Great. So, you know, you, you really can't complain too much, can you? You can't. You can't. I mean, you know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he does have a decent amount of interceptions, and – it, they wouldn't be as bad if the defense was creating some of our own to kind of balance yes, things out, yes, you know? Yes, You know, he's on pace for, you know, about 40 touchdown passes this year, Tua, and, you know, 15 interceptions. We'll take that. Yeah. We'll take that all day long. Take it all day long there, Mike. All day long. All day long. So, uh Anything else? I mean, the defense, we didn't talk much about. You know, I felt that Wilkins had a pretty solid game. Chubb, Phillips, was, you know, was, was, it was nice to see him out there and making some plays and being around the football. You know, I think the second half of the season, as long as he stays healthy, Mike, he's going to turn it on quite a bit here in the second half, right? I yep. mean, you would think. Yeah. Who else we got? We got um, on the defensive side, Ramsey. I mean, what a plus it is to have him back there, right? Wow. I mean, just, I mean, they were driving the football on that drive, Mike, when he had that interception. Yep. That, that was a big play in the football sure game. A big, big play in the All game. Right. In uh, eight games, he's got seven interceptions. Right. So I think he had eight all last year. Right. Yeah. That closes the story there. Uh <laughs> Right. No, I get it. I I totally get it, Mike. I, but don't you think, well, maybe not. I was going to say, don't you think they're being a little bit more aggressive? But no, they're not. They threw the ball, I, it seemed like 90% of the time last year. So yep. He didn't have a good game against the Giants. Uh, he threw a couple of interceptions that game. Right. Um, and, you know, he played Denver, didn't have any. He uh, played Carolina, didn't have any. And, uh, in all the other games, he had one. Right. So, it is what it is. He's playing at a high level. Right now, there's not many quarterbacks that are playing as well as he is. Um, Tyreek Hill, there's not many receivers in the league that are playing at the level he's playing How at. How much has Tyreek Hill helped him? And vice versa. <laughs> it's just, he's just impossible to cover. It's just that simple. Yeah. But... uh you know, the running game is absolutely helping matters. 
Yeah, it's a combination of things, Mike. You know, you asked a question a little ways back here, and it's a combination of all these things that are, you know, creating the amount of points that we're scoring. And think about the fact that, you know, we've had so many injuries across that offensive line and we lost A-chan. So, you know, you factor in those guys down the stretch and you would expect the offense to be even better, which is a scary, scary situation if you think about it. It really is. Oh, it's not going to scare me. No, no, no. Well, it's, <laughs> it is Halloween the more. How, how, how much better can they honestly be? I mean, I, I feel that, you know, on certain drives, they don't execute. But it's not like the other team is just taking us and just beating us down. It's us shooting us in our own feet. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. I mean, in all honesty, it is. I mean, even against Philly and Buffalo, the losses, you know, penalties kept putting us in a hole. And a couple of mistakes here and there cost us. Uh, Mostert had a, a big fumble in that Buffalo game, and Tua had a big interception in that Buffalo game. Yep. And that, that changed those games. Sure. That, you know, that changed that game in particular. And then the Eagle game, there were just 10 penalties. I mean, you know, you, you, you can't overcome that at the point at, at, at times when you're playing these better football teams. So, you know, when you look at it as a whole, you're seeing a team that is a little shorthanded, but yet still playing at a pretty high level. You know, you get the starters back and all of a sudden a lot of these penalties go away, right? You have Armstead on the field. You have Connor Williams on the field. You, you see a lot of these mistakes go away. So, yeah, I mean, when you're on the offensive line and you're outmatched, that's when those holding penalties come in and those false starts come in because you're trying to get an advantage over the guy you're, you know, not 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 as good as. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and they're they're going. If you have a lot of offensive line penalties, there's a reason. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. There's no. There. There's definitely. There's a reason why. Guys are starters and guys are backups. I mean, there's a drop-off there. Yep. There's no question about that. Uh, there's no team in the NFL that has the ability to replace their starting offensive linemen. More or less with, four of them. <laughs> right, exactly, with quality guys and guys that are at least playing adequately. We've been through this before. We had guys step in years ago when Tannehill was here they were and, awful. Oh, they were unbelievably awful. I mean, it was just like, you got to be kidding me. These guys, they're, they're a joke. You know, they're an absolute joke. And we had guys as starters like Jesse Davis that were just not good football players, even starting for us. So this team's come a long way in so many different ways. Uh, can't be any happier. You know, we just have to start seeing, um, I think, you know, some of these younger players that we've drafted really stepping up because yeah, if they develop. did, mm-hmm. yeah, they have to develop. We have to get, you know, the corner on the field making plays, Tyndale, you know, just a lot of these guys that, you know, that were second, third round picks contributing because, you know, we're on thin ice. I mean, if, if we didn't have these guys that we grab off the scrap heaps, Mike, <laughs> as far as, you know, uh, being depth, Yep. You know, we, we'd be in a world of trouble. Well, again, these, I'm going to throw a shout out to Butch Berry because he is doing a great job with that offensive line. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, he's had no consistency in that line. 
Mm-hmm. You know, from per- personnel standpoint, I'm talking about. No. Every week all. it's somebody else in and out, you know, and, and he's kept them competitive, and that's all you can ask for. Yep. Absolutely. I think the um, the finesse type offense, the the ability of Tua to to get rid of the football quick. That's a big key right and, there. And the, the talent at the running back position between A-Chan and, and Mostert. Mostert's played at a very high level this year. All of that contributes to, you know, when you have good running backs, Mike, it makes the offensive line look a lot better. Sure when, does. You, when you have a guy getting rid of the ball in less than three seconds, <laughs> that makes the offensive line look a lot better. And that's not 2. to say that... 2.3 seconds in that game for the most yeah, part. Crazy, you know, that's crazy, that's crazy. incredibly fast. It's an impossibility. Unless, even, if the, even if you have a straight run at him, it's, it's, I mean, I'm telling you, to get to a quarterback in three seconds from the line of scrimmage when he's in shotgun, yeah, I'll tell you what, that, that's, that's a challenge right there. I mean, I don't know, if, even if you didn't have a guy standing in front of you and you have a straight run to him, that's a challenge to get to him that quickly. So, you know, they hold their blocks for a second or two, and they're in great shape. And, um, yeah. you know, the fact that we're getting a lot of long passes down the field completed to Tyreek Hill, tells you, you know, I've said this for many years, that it does not take long. Get back there and air it out. Let these guys run under. We watched Marino do it for years, you know, to where he got the ball, set his legs, and boom, just threw it 60 yards down the field, and Duper and Clayton were there to catch him. So His time to throw has been 2.28. Wow. And uh, he's got 11 interceptions on the year in eight games. So... You know, he's not getting sacked a lot, that's for sure, you know. So, yep. Yep. you know, yep. <laughs> the system is working. You know, that's the best way to say it. The system is working. It I look at working. his grades, you know, in, in 2020, he had a 65-4. In 2021, yeah. he improved it to 68-3. Mm-hmm. And then McDaniel came in 81-9 last year mm-hmm. and 88-7 this year. Mm-hmm. So he's improved every single year. Absolutely. And that's, that's what you're looking for. <laughs> He's gotten better. Mike, they've yep. surrounded him with some really good football players. Yes. They really have. And, yes. you know, that's, that's the key. Um, you know, McDaniel and the Dolphins, you know, with the, with the addition of Tyreek Hill, made a world of difference. I mean, you've got the best receiver in football right now playing for your football team. Connor Williams and Armstead, even though Armstead's missed half of the games, Connor <laughs> Williams didn't miss a game all last year, Mike. He right. played all 17. Right. And, um, you know, up to this point in the year, he was playing at a good level, a very high level. Uh, he was, I believe, when we were going over the grades up to the point he got hurt, he was the top center in the NFL. He was he, great. Yeah, in the he was top up center. there. I'm not sure if he was first, but he was he, up there. He was up there. The first couple of weeks, number one, maybe dropped to two or three, but just the same, Mike. You know, you yep. understand my yep, point. Yep, I do. I do. Um, you know, they, they got some quality, quality players in around them, which is what they needed to do. And they got an offensive-minded head coach, which definitely helps. A guy that understands to his strengths and had the patience to, you know, get the most out of him. I think, you know, when Flores was here – you know, Flores wanted to see a Fitzpatrick, you know, to where he just walks on the field and says, hey, I got this. 
you know, we're, we're going to do this and do that. And, you know, I, I understand what has to get done. You know, as a young guy, you know, Tua came in, the physical attributes aren't quite there for him. So he has to be in a system that, that goes to his strengths. Accentuates his strengths. It, yes. And this is the perfect situation. So, anyway. All right. All right. Uh, on the, think, key, on the think, Germany. Yeah. Yep. Germany. On to Germany. On to Germany. We'll talk on Wednesday. Very excited about this Chief game. Me too. Circle Me too. it on the calendar. Yep. When you looked at the schedule, you know, I, that old uh, expression, you circled this this game on the calendar. And uh, yes, yeah. it's circled on the calendar. Can't it is sit. circled. So Great. the question is, it. can they win it? And we'll get the answer next week. Yep. So. All right, Lewis. Thanks uh, for joining me, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Very uh, welcome. As Lewis said, we'll be back during the week uh, to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Until then, fins up, everybody. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, Fin fans, that's today's show. I want to thank the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Sports Social podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. They've got articles and uh, podcasts, which I think you'll enjoy. All right. Until next week, be well and take care. Network.